Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Lil Dudes Insect Academy podcast, where we discover more about the extremely diverse world of entomology with your host, Braden Coy. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast. This week we have the second part to last week's episode with Sebastian and he was super fun to talk to and this is the second part. Um, in this part we learned a little bit more about him versus the spiders that he works with. If you want to learn more about the spiders that he works with, uh, tune into the last episode and if you haven't listened to that one, watch that, listen to that one and then listen to this one. All right, I hope you enjoy. So you mentioned your your uh, PhD work, and um, mm-hmm. I would like to know where all of your schooling was done. So um, your yeah. younger years, and was it mm-hmm. involved in entomology in any way at all? Yeah, those are that's a that's definitely a great question. So I was born in Colombia, okay, um, but early on in my life, my family and I moved to uh, New York City. So that's where I, I grew mm-hmm. up and spent most of my time. So Very I went cool. to a, a public um, elementary and middle school there, actually in um, Forest Hills, Queens, which is the same neighborhood that Spider-Man, like in the comic books, that's where he yep. grew up in, in the city. So it's a fun little connection that I like only realized much, much later. Um, but right. anyway, so I, there, um, I went to high school at um, Stuyvesant High School, which is like a, a one of the the like top public schools in New York City, mm-hmm. um, which is in Manhattan, close to the World Trade Center. Um, cool. So that's where I went to high school. It was a really fun, interesting experience, but it was definitely like I was one of like 15 maybe Hispanic people in my grade. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was one of my first like moments of like really being aware of being a minority mm-hmm. um, or being minoritized in like this, in this group of people. Yeah. Um, and then all throughout that, I had very limited entomology access. Um, the most that I can remember is in middle school one year, we had um, a praying mantis egg case that mm. we watched hatch and we watched the mantises all come out. Yeah. And then we watched them eat each other. And then there were a few big yep. mantises that we split up into individual containers. Um, and that's kind of about it. Uh, you know, just like most things in the world, unfortunately, uh, animals like insects and arachnids, so arthropods and just invertebrates in general, animals that don't have a backbone, yeah, um, get a lot less attention in education systems mm-hmm. than animals that do have a backbone that are yeah. close, more closely related to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also my case, you know, growing up, I, I like was, I was really interested in birds. Like birds are super cool. They do a yeah. lot of cool stuff. They fly. Um, and when I went to college, um, my undergraduate was at the university of Miami, uh, the one in Florida. Cause there's also one in Ohio, which was very confusing when I first found that out. Yeah. Um, when someone was like, oh, you went to Ohio. I was like, what? what? Um, no. <laughs> I took a courses there um, on ornithology, on the study of birds and animal behavior by, they were like led by a bird scientist. So I learned a lot about bird behavior and like yeah. a, very little about um, non or uh, invertebrate animals. So I, there was one, I remember we had one class, an animal behavior class where we read a few papers about um, bee communication and navigation, yeah. which is really cool. So like how bees yeah. 
talk to each other, the like the the dance language that they use to tell each other where, or honeybees in particular do this. I don't think mm-hmm. other bees do. Um, tell each other where flowers are and stuff like that. But it was really like limited compared to everything else. I only really um, started, you know, seeing myself or studying arachnids, um, becoming an arachnologist, so someone who studies arachnids, um, when I started my PhD. Mm. Um, like it was kind of, I had to learn, like I basically had to just learn like what actually is a spider, which um, mm. I didn't learn until I was, how old was I when I started? Uh, 23? Oh, wow. Uh, you know, yeah. n- I had never had anyone sit me down and like, tell me like, What's the difference like, yeah, between sp- bugs or insects and, and arachnids? Arachnids, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why I, I actually would love to share that because it was kind of mind-blowing for me to like figure this out. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we talk about them and we talk about the season, talk about in movies, mm-hmm. we say like bugs or we just say insects. Yeah. Um, and sometimes people say that to mean both mm-hmm. actual insects and arachnids like spiders. Yeah. But spiders and other arachnids are like their own like branch of life Mm. um and when i started looking into the numbers like how long ago um were spiders and insects related right so that's one of the ways you can tell how different an animal is how long has it been since they were related when did their last ancestor that they both shared live on earth Mm -hmm. Uh, I found out one of my favorite facts about spiders is that the last time that spiders and insects were related was, do you want to guess? I don't even know. A really long time ago, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was way longer than I thought. It was over 500 million years ago. Oh my gosh. Wow. So arachnids have been around for f- over 500 million years ago. It's like 520, 550, depending on estimate, different like estimates of that. Yeah. Um, which means that you, everyone listening to this podcast, because I assume only humans are listening to this podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, you are more closely related to dogs, cats, whales, rhinos, sharks, birds, all dinosaurs, um, frogs, all amphibians, all fish than any spider is to any insect. So like you are closer to a shark. Like you are more similar to a shark than a spider is to an insect. Mm. And once you get up close, like I think one of the problems is like these animals, like insects and spiders are kind of small, right? So it's hard to get up close unless you have a magnifier or like a really good camera mm-hmm. to like see those differences. Mm-hmm. But once you do, it, it becomes pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Like their bodies are built in very different ways, you know, where their organs are, how their eyes work, how their brains are arranged, um, how many legs do they have, you know, all of these things, mm-hmm. like even just how do they eat is like radically different between yeah. insects and spiders. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was like this kind of like, you know, one of those moments that you just remember, like when you first figure this out, it's like, oh my God, I've like had it wrong my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, because like no one ever 
like even thought to ask that question. It yeah. was just like kind of like like these animals weren't even on like you know on the list of things we would talk about, um, and so that stayed with me for so long. Um, just appreciating how different spiders and other arachnids like scorpions and ticks mm-hmm. are from something that you know at a distance at like the size that we see them look similar but mm-hmm. they're actually really really different um and really like their own weird branch of life that does its own thing that's like really fun to appreciate and and kind of get into wow so um i was wondering when did you originally get introduced or interested in mm-hmm. well entomology but then spiders eventually also yeah yeah so like i said i didn't have any like strong like love for um insects or arachnids when i was growing up like i didn't i wasn't scared of them um but i they were just like there you know i didn't have like this connection to them yeah um and it wasn't until much later i was literally until i was looking at different phd programs mm-hmm. um and I remember this moment where I was talking to um, a professor and they were like, oh yeah, like, by the way, like, uh, I, I have this other project that's like not, I haven't put it on my website yet because um, I haven't updated my website, but it's like about these spiders and like what they do. Hmm. And for the first time in my life, I saw a video of a jumping spider up close. So I'd seen jumping sp- spiders before, but I see yeah. them like, like many of us do, like at like arm's length or further away, like these little tiny specks yeah. hopping around. And with the naked eye. And like eye. I didn't, yeah, with a naked eye. Like I didn't even think to get any closer. Um, and then I saw a video of them like super zoomed in and up yeah. close and like in really nice crisp resolution. Mm-hmm. And, and like it was, it was the species that I would go on to study was them dancing. Wow. And I was like, hold on, wait, they, they look like that? They're that colorful and they dance and like, what is going on? And I remember yeah. standing up and being like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I did it. Mm-hmm. This was, it like shattered everything that I like thought yeah. I knew, which was not a lot about this animal. And then from mm-hmm. then on, I was kind of hooked on uh, jumping spiders. And then just like from there, all spiders. Wow. Yeah. So I that that's by the way that's one of my very favorite questions to ask everyone because um like where did you get interested in entomology because yeah it is so vastly different for everyone um and I talk about this all the time about how for some people it's you get really into it at a really young age and then mm-hmm. for people like you it's you know later um yeah I love that you know one thing that that I will say that I remember from I listened to another episode um Mm-hmm. Uh, that someone said was um, Pokemon. So that yeah. was the other thing. That was the other like connection that I had to, I guess, like bugs kind sure. of yeah. vaguely mm-hmm. was I loved Pokemon as a kid. So I loved like this idea of like going out and like finding animals and being like, oh my God, I like discovered this new animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being really like kind of like sad or let down at a certain point when I like realized growing up that like, like, it's really hard to discover a new, like, bird, right? Because, yeah. like, there's only so many, and, like, people have been studying for them for so long. There's, yeah. like, we kind of got that figured out. Like, we know what the birds are there, there except for, like, one or two. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, like, like, 
it felt like there was no more like magic or like frontier like oh everything's mm-hmm. figured out which mm-hmm. you know even now i realize after like going through grad school like there's plenty of stuff going on in birds that are like was worth studying that we don't know about but yeah. even just in terms of like finding new species mm-hmm. um you know i didn't know how many spiders there were like i thought there was like i don't know like 10 spiders you know we think it was just like spiders and we just say a few and it's like that's mm-hmm. it yeah um and once i like got the chance to be like to like realize like oh no like in my state there are like hundreds of species of spiders yeah and like some of them are like ones that people have almost never seen it's like this is like where the magic of things like pokemon is like you can go out and like you can find a rare animal uh that may someone people might not have seen for like decades mm-hmm. and like share it with people and be like yeah. oh look at this and like let's find out what its abilities are you know yeah um, and its habitat and its lifestyle and like that that's still like kind of a, a motivator for me mm-hmm. uh, in some ways not that I do that type of research unfortunately I think I yeah. it's one of the things I wish I had done more of okay, but it yeah. is something that like inspires me to just like go out and like take photos of these animals mm-hmm yeah so um that 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 you mentioning pokemon actually puts us right into our next question perfectly actually Um, yeah i love to ask what are some other hobbies that you enjoy Mm -hmm. that they they may be related to spiders or entomology they may not be they may be completely different but i'd love to hear a couple of the hobbies that you enjoy to sort of uh get away from all your work yeah, absolutely. And like, I, that's one of the things I like to learn about other scientists too. Cause like mm-hmm. we're people just like yeah. everyone listening to this, we have things that we like to do like that are part of our job. And then we have things that we like to do. that are just like for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do still play a lot of Pokemon. Uh, I do play, I play like a lot of uh, like ROM hacks. So like when people like edit the game to like add more Pokemon or like change okay. the story or like make it more interesting to just like kind of add more variety. So I do mm-hmm. a lot of that. It's super fun. Um, I, so just video games in general, I yeah. like to play a lot of, um, board games. So okay. now that with the, the lockdown and pandemic, I've been playing digital board games with some mm-hmm. friends. Yep. So like every Monday night, um, my partner and I, we like get online with two of our friends and we play like Arkham Horror, like the card game. So yep. we're like exploring, mm-hmm. uh, like this kind of these like monsters and like fighting off, you know, trying to figure out mysteries and stuff. It's a lot yep. of fun. Um, so board games, video games, I really like photography. So this is probably oh, yeah. my most work related hobby Yeah, uh, is that I got really into macro photography, which is when you take yep. pictures of very, very small things that you, mm-hmm. so that you can see them like clearly. So like there's mm-hmm. zoomed in pictures of super small things. Yep. Um, and I love doing that. So if yeah. you, um, go on any of my like websites or social media or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of what I post because that is so much fun. And like, I get to kind of, like I said, explore the world, feel like I'm playing Pokemon snap and just like checking out all these cool animals. Yeah. Um, that's a really big thing for me. There's a, that's certainly a bunch of hobbies that like, I, I feel, I still feel like connected with, but I haven't like done them since I started grad school because grad school has yeah. been so busy. Like I used to do a lot of cosplay. Actually, I still, I did cosplay into like grad okay. school. Um, so like go to like anime conventions, and like dress up mm-hmm. and stuff and make costumes. That was a lot of fun. Um, but there haven't been conventions for a year and a yeah. half or a year now. Yep. So, you know, that's yep. kind of out the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, what else do I like to do? I, I do have a lot of pet spiders that are not related to my job. So okay. um, once I realized that like there are certain types of spiders that are really easy to keep as pets, mostly oh, yeah. tarantulas, mm-hmm. um, I started getting a couple of those just so that in the winter and all the time I have spiders that I can like hang yeah. out with. Yeah. So like they're off camera um, mm-hmm. right now, but I have 15 uh, pet spiders at the moment. Oh, man. Um, most of them are tarantulas, and yeah. then two are uh, trapdoor spiders, um, oh, or a type of trapdoor spider. There's a variety of spiders that build trapdoors, some of yeah. which are tarantulas. This is a one of the non-tarantula trapdoor spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got two of those, um, and they're just they're very chill pets. They don't do a lot. Yeah, um, but they are very fun to watch, particularly yeah. when they are like looking for food, or the trapdoor spiders in particular. When you feed them, they like jump out of the trapdoor to try to catch food that's just very entertaining yeah um, and, and they're also fun to photograph because yeah for sure right there i definitely agree with that because um i recommend i often rec if someone's wondering you know mm-hmm. what bug should i get or i want to keep something in my house you know in something yeah. small um either a bug or a spider if they are I don't know, into it, then I'll mm-hmm. often recommend a tarantula because they yeah. they don't need a heat source. Well, they don't need one, but, you know, um, it's... Yeah, really almost every tarantula can have a wonderful life at room temperature. Mm-hmm. There's only very few species, um, and most of them I wouldn't recommend to someone who's just starting, yeah. that, like, need slightly higher temperatures or yeah. sometimes slightly lower. More but really, like... All my spiders, even the tropical ones, are kept at room temperature. They grow great. Um, they don't necessarily need lights. I have lights, like kind of little LED lights so I can see them better, but they don't yeah. need them. Yeah. Um, and they are just really like cool pets to watch grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you feed get them. You feed them like yeah. once a week and then you're yeah. done. Yeah. It's nice if you like, yeah, they're great pets for, especially, you know, if you need to go out on like a vacation like I just feed them before I go. I leave yep. their water dish full of water and that's it. They're fine. If it's a species mm-hmm. that likes to have a more moist uh, dirt, like because they dig underground and stuff, yeah. I'll moisten down their dirt and then I can go for a week or two and they'll be totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very convenient in that way. If anyone's listening to this is like really interested in getting a, a pet tarantula yeah species that i started with and the one that i recommend a lot of people start with because they're great are the curly hair tarantulas mm-hmm. um they are yep. they're great yeah they're yep. great aren't they they're mm-hmm. super cute they're yep. really cheap and easy to get yep um, it's really easy to get them as captive bred babies so mm-hmm. spiders that have been their parents are pets and they've lay their eggs as pets and they're not yep. taken from the wild because that's yeah. one of the bad things that can happen is you can accidentally buy a spider that a wild yeah stolen wild from the wild and they actually don't make good pets if they're taken from the wild because they're yeah. like they're not used to living in captivity mm-hmm. they can be really easily stressed out and stuff mm-hmm. but the, the the babies you can get i mean i got mine for like my baby was like ten dollars yeah and they're really little and they take a long time to grow but yeah it's really rewarding to get them little yeah it's a lot of fun like i yeah. if i i'll describe it for because it's it's a we're on audio but behind me on my wall one of the things that i have is a glass case where i have the the shed skins of my tarantulas as yeah. they've grown up mm-hmm. and so 
I can watch their them like slowly get bigger. And you know, mine that started at about I don't know, they were like half an inch in leg span when I yeah, got them. Really it's smaller. Small. Yep. Um, it's been about two and a half years. Uh, and they're now about like four to five inches in leg span. So they're they put on a really good time and they got to close to that within the first year or so. Like they grew not there are some tarantulas that grow very slow. The curly yeah. hairs for me grew nicely. So they're they're like growing pretty regularly. They eat really nicely. They're just a very chill spider tarantula in general. Um, I love them. And I'm glad to hear that you have one too. Because yeah. they're a lot of fun. Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, I recommend them to a lot of people because also they don't need super big enclosures either. No. Either. They they're usually really happy with a littler, um, you know, a, a stable like a mm-hmm. a sturdy container, but yeah, um, you know, big enough for them, you know. But they yeah, don't they just, need a huge terrarium or anything. No, like yeah, they, so. they are they're like compared to some of my other ones, they don't, they're not as active in terms of they don't walk around as much. Both of mine right now are in like five gallon glass aquarium tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, which are really not that big. And they're basically yeah. like, that's their like full grown size. Yeah. That they're going to basically probably be for the, the rest of their life. Yeah. Um, unless I like really want to give them something bigger, but mm-hmm. looking at my shelf space, I don't think so. Cause there's not a lot of shelf space. There's a lot yeah. of tarantulas there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, moving on, I, yeah. I love to ask, um, who is your inspiration? Who do you look up to either in the mm-hmm. science world or in your personal life? Um, somebody that um, you just um, really adore what they do, mm-hmm. or it, this can be in the world of entomology or, or, um, yeah. um, or not, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say, and I, I'm guessing you might've gotten this from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one person that I grew up like, just idolizing, and I still do, is Steve Irwin. Yep. So as a kid, I was growing up in New York City. Um, I was lucky enough that I lived in a place where there was like trees and like parks and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really have any connection to like what I thought of as nature. What like, Mm. like, you know, the idea of nature that like I'd get on TV and movies is like, you know, jungles and like the savannah, like out there somewhere really far away, like the yeah. mountains, you know? Um, and now I realize that there were a ton of animals living nearby me. Had I just stopped to like look at insects and spiders around me, there were like a billion animals I could have spent all my time watching. Yeah. But at the time I didn't know that because no one told me. Um, and the only like real thing that I had was like documentaries on like TV. And those were my favorite things in the world. Like I would, there were days that I would stay home from school, like say that I was sick, to watch TV documentaries of yep. like like Steve Irwin's Crocodile Hunter, and like mm-hmm. back when like Discovery and Animal Planet used to show documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched those all day, and like yep. Steve Irwin was amazing. Like, cause this is someone who would like run out, you know, go out somewhere remote. Yep. pick up like this weird animal that you never seen before and tell you that it was beautiful, that it was amazing and that you had to respect it and like learn yep. about why it was cool. Yeah. And like that was so like just wonderful to hear of like, mm-hmm. you know, cause you'd get other shows and other things showing a similar animal, but it would be like, Oh, this thing's like the deadly shark is yeah. going. like, look at how much it could kill a person. And like, yeah. 
that like really negative thing that like I later learned had no basis in like mm. scientific mm. fact of how that animal behaves. For sure. It was really fun to get someone who's like, no, I just like love this thing. Like, look at how different it is from us. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like, yeah, it's a snake, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful snake. And like, yeah, yeah it might be dangerous, but like, I'll just respect it. Like, I don't yeah. need to hurt it or be mean to it. I'll just respect its space like mm-hmm. I would with anyone. Yep. And like, it won't mess with me, you know? Yeah. And so Steve Irwin for me, like growing up, I always, my dream was like, I want to be on TV talking about cool animals. Like that is still my dream job. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day that'll become a thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, definitely like hands down one person that I like always come back to. And I always hope that I'm like doing something in that vein is Steve Irwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. For sure. That's, he's a big inspiration, I think for all of us. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he was amazing. So, um, is I think that's that's pretty much it. If we can start wrapping up, I would yeah, love to sure. hear um, from you where me and my viewers can go to um, see your your jumping spider videos, yeah. see all the stuff that you're working on, social media, maybe even a website if you have one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you could mention those, that would be awesome. Yeah. So my website is www.spiderdaynightlive.com. So spider as in spider day as in like what day of the week it is. Yep. Night as in nighttime and then live as in like live video, spiderdaynightlive.com. Um, and my Twitter is we're probably where I'm most active is Spider Day Night because I th- couldn't fit the live in because of their the length restrictions yep. on the thing. Mm-hmm. And then my Instagram is Spider Day Night Live, um, where that's all just my photography, um, cool. which is also on my Twitter, but like interspersed with like other things that I tweet about. Yeah. Um, and like me talking about spiders. Yep. My YouTube channel, um, you can find that from my website. If there's, there'll be a little link on there. Yep. Um, and that has like both my research stuff and like other fun things that I've done. So I've been on other channels talking about jumping spiders. My like a dissertation defense so like the talk that i gave about all my research oh, is wow. on there so if you're like oh i want to like learn more about what sebastian was up to that's all there and i did my best to make it something that even if you don't know anything about the topic you can watch and like pick it up as i go along because i try Very to explain good. from you know ground up yeah um and then there's a lot of other shows that i've been on that okay. are you'll see them on my page Every one of those little icons is a link. So you can click on that to like different podcasts. Nice. Want to hear me just go on about why spiders are the coolest animal. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just on NPR's shortwave podcast uh, like a few weeks ago. Actually, I I haven't added that link to my website yet, but I will. Um, Okay. Awesome. (laughs) um, By the time this is out, it'll be updated. This is my reminder for me to update my website. But I've been on a bunch of other shows. Um, Nice. If you have... Disney Plus. Um, I was on the show The Big Fib, which is a game show where kids have to figure out whether someone is an expert or just an, a professional actor on a subject. Wow. So episode 29 about spiders. Uh, check that out. Man, I'm uh, going to have to do that. That's awesome. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You may have figured out who the expert is, but please share it with a family member who doesn't know, and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then finally, um, I'm also a science journalist. So I do journalism, talk about science in a way that people can 
understand and re, um, read about and have fun with. Yeah. Um, so I spent a couple months at the Philadelphia Inquirer back in 2019. Um, and I have a bunch of articles there that you can also find on my website. I highly recommend the one about the spider science of Spider-Man. So I go okay. through all of Spider-Man's superpowers and tell you about the spiders that can either do the same thing or do it even better oh, than Spider-Man. Man, that's cool. And that was one of my favorite articles I got to write. Yeah. Um, definitely check it out. It's, uh, you can find the link to that on my website. Yeah. And if you have any questions about spiders yeah. um, or you just want to like show me a cool one that you found, tweet at me that's probably the fastest way to get to me is you tweet at me and And guys i'll leave sebastian's website and his twitter in the um show notes of this episode perfect you guys awesome you guys can just go click down and click on the link so is that it uh yeah i think those are the places that i am on online um i may be one of my goals for this year is to to start doing some more like live streaming stuff so maybe start a twitch or there's also this app called Haps, which is another live streaming thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be coming down the road. But right now, if you go to my website, my Twitter, you will be updated on cool spider things like that in the future. Very cool. Um, and, uh, but for now, that's all I've got. And yeah, please check it out and you know, go out, meet some cool spiders. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sebastian, for being on this show. This was a little bit of a longer episode. So thank you so much, Sebastian, for being on the show. And this was a really awesome interview. Thank you. I had so much fun. This was actually a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, And so thank you for having me and for doing this sort of show. It's a really cool podcast. Uh, I actually, like I said, I listened to it myself and I had a lot of fun hearing the stories of some of my friends from Twitter that like scientists that I know from Twitter, because we're all, all, all our, all us like insect and spider people know each other on Twitter because we we stick together. Yep. Um, So it was really fun listening to their stories uh, through the podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast, then go ahead and check us out on our website, www.littledudesinsectacademy.com. Also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, we are littledudesinsectacademy.com. Just search it up, it'll show up. Also, if you really enjoyed this episode, definitely uh, go down, scroll down, and leave a review of the podcast if you really enjoyed it. And consider sharing it with one of your family and friends. And with that, that is it for this episode. Keep on bugging.